In this episode of the Team Superdad podcast, we talk interior design, how dads can get involved, and what single dads need to do to make their new home feel comfy. Roll theme. Welcome to Team Super Dad. Real dads creating their best lives ever. More time, more money, more fun. You are not alone. You're on Team Super Dad. Oh, hey, Team Super Dad, friends, family, members all around the world. It's great to have you here. We are live on the Team Super Dad podcast. And today, a conversation with an old friend of mine, and uh, inspired by a coaching session with a dad last week. The dad, and this, this conversation, by the way, is for dads in relationships, as well as single dads who are trying to set up their home. But the conversation was inspired by a, a member of Team Super Dad and one of my one-on-one dad clients. He's, he's moving into his new home and he's absolutely bricking it. <laughs> he keeps, like, it's not that he's, can't do it you know he's a very capable guy and runs a business and like there's been nothing he can't do but yeah it's going into a home and and he's thinking it's like he's, he's talking about curtains how am I going to do curtains what am I going to do with the curtains what am I gonna do? and actually what he's really freaking out about is everything a table a couch a, a picture uh the kids bedrooms and are they going to be comfortable and so I thought to myself who do I know that I can speak to about this and Claire popped straight into my mind so without further ado I'm going to bring her in if you enjoy this then please share like comment Uh, if you're watching on on the live on Facebook YouTube or Twitter then comment because we can bring you in on the uh, on the comments so feel free to ask questions if you've got them and if you're watching on the replay then by all means share it Uh, say hi to us in the replay and of course podcast listeners subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the upcoming podcasts so let's have a look and see if we can bring in claire morning johnny or is it midday afternoon we are just in the afternoon yeah what have you been doing all morning nothing (laughs) yeah not a lot no (laughs) homeschooling a four-year-old mostly oh Ah. <laughs> that's that's the thing for anyone who's got a little one. They can't. You can't just say, "Oh yeah, I'll catch you in a couple of hours." When you've done that maths thing, you've got to sit with them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Four. I mean, he's just gone into reception, so still completely new for him. Although I must admit, he's actually with his dad right now, so I've got got an afternoon, a few hours where he's popped off. So he's taken over the, the homeschooling baton this afternoon. Yes, you are a separated parent as well, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, solo mum. So, yeah. And uh, you're in you're in uh, in the southeast of England. In where is it? I'm in Shoreham. Uh, yeah, Shoreham by Sea. So yeah, halfway between Worthing and Brighton, just on the south coast. I'm literally like looking over the rainy sea as we speak out here. So it's right a pretty cool community. It is a pretty yeah, nice it's community. Lovely. Yeah, and it's really changed. I've been over here for about the last four years since I had my little boy, and it's really family orientated now. So, yeah, it's a good place to be. It's uh, it's really sociable. People look out for each other. Like I know all my neighbours and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's a good good place to live. I know heavens above that that should be normal. <laughs> that I know my neighbours. I know that I comment that I know my neighbours, but it's not it's not always like that, is it? You know. Have you ever read? I was living in Bryce and it wasn't. Oh, I thought Brighton was supposed to be like friendliest place on earth kind of thing. Well, I don't know. I think you move to West Sussex and you find a different kind of kind of person. A bit more oh. down to earth, aren't it? 
Yeah, more down to earth. Have you ever read, and this kind of starts to lean into the interior design subject, the uh, uh, Japanese uh, like Ikigai and the, the, the history or the study of Ikigai? I haven't. Now you're going to have to yeah. fill me in. So it's all about peaceful living and ha- happy living, but it's yeah, about managing, simple, your, slow living. Yeah, managing your environment, knowing yeah. the people around you, looking out for others, um, resting appropriately, keeping working, things like that. So I think that sounds like, yeah, it could bake into, into some thoughts about, about interior design. So you are an interior designer. When, am, we first, yeah. when we first met you, would, that was like a vision of yours. Yeah, well, that was some time ago. That must have been yeah. 15 years or so. Yeah, yeah it was. But yeah, you, yeah, so from, from, vision, from vision to it is now what you do and your website has got absolutely beautiful uh, um, designs and interiors and whole house, houses you do for people. It's gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah, so that was, oh God, that's going back quite a while because I've been running the business for 12 years now. So yeah. if you think then I retrained and then went into it and I just went in straight at the deep end. First project I ever got was a lady doing her complete house renovation. And I remember when I went in and saw her because I just put a few flyers through a few doors. So this can't be this tricky. I trained. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, being into a designer. And I really distinctly remember um, her offering me a cup of coffee and saying to me, you know, do you mind if I've only got goat's milk? And all I could think was goat's milk. Is goat's milk a problem? You want me to renovate your whole house? And I've just qualified <laughs> as an interior designer. Like, I can deal with the goat's milk. Actually, I hate goat's milk. But, you know, I was just stood there kind of completely, oh, my goodness, how am I going to tackle this one? But, yeah, that was the first project, got the, got the project, and really have just, it's just snowballed from there. And a lot of what I've done has just been learning on my job. And interestingly, I do you remember when we met? I was nannying, so I was looking yeah. after people, like children in people's homes. And loads of the skills have been really cross-transferable. You might not necessarily think that, but it's just about people, families, how they live, how they work, and how they want to feel in their home. So it actually gave me a really good grounding for kind of understanding family life and what makes us tick and what makes us happy in our homes. That's that is so inspiring and I'm not just taking the piss or being flippant, right? But for, but for people who are thinking, I want to change, because that's actually one part of, of the Team Superdad F5 is, is finances. Okay. So make, managing your money better, making more money, not doing stuff you don't feel inspired or happy doing. And so many people are just really confronted by the idea of what change profession, like retrain, like put flyers. Yeah. What about the first ever job? Put flyers through the door. How am I? It's, it's going to go wrong. It's going to go wrong. And yet, uh, and this is an amazing story of how you not just went for it, but crossing those barriers as, as you were hit by them and pushing through. I'm going to share a link to your website now in the in the chat. So people Thank can you. Well, have you heard about um, the idea between a blueprint and a gold print? Do you know what I mean by that? Oh, yeah, go for it. Sounds good. So a gold print is if you ever you were asked to do something and you think about doing it and it really makes you buzz and you really think like, yeah, this is what I want to be doing. That's called your gold print. And effectively, the idea is that you always follow your gold print. Your blueprint is just something that's like, oh, yeah, I could see that and feel all right. But, you know, when it's gold print because it gives you that feeling. And the idea yeah. is that you should always follow, follow the gold print. Yeah, I've heard that so. spoken about like working in your flame. Yeah, exactly. Well. It's the same thing. So yeah, me exactly. kind of taking the ball by the horns and being like, right, I'm going to do this. And it's not it's not the easy path. You know, I've been there many times. Um, but I think it's with any profession, if you've really got that innate belief that you can do it, 
you you can and you just have to kind of go for it and you learn so much from from the journey absolutely because you know you go to college and you learn so much you get your qualifications but all of what you really learn in most professions is standing there on the job Um, and nearly all of the projects that I do it's complete redesign and I tend to project manage as well so I'll be with that client and that family right from the outset perhaps they've just bought a new home and it needs refurbing and I may well then be working with them for the year next year or year and a half and we'll take it all the way through doing the designs project managing doing the fit out until literally that whole kind of home has changed into the dream that they had and for me my job is just holding their hand along the process because I know it's really overwhelming but people do know what they what they want and what makes them happy and it's just my job to kind of pull that out of them. And when you say people, do we mean the wife or does the man, the man and the wife? How, how, no, how much active role are men commonly taking? It really, it's really, it, it's quite divided. So I've worked for single guys. It's not necessarily a couple. I've worked for single guys, straight guys, um, kind of all kinds of different people. And it will very much just depend. It's normally who's got the interest. So normally there's one person will lead. And I would say probably 60% of the time it's a woman, but also there's about 40% of the time that it will be the guy or it'll be a tandem. And I do quite often joke that I could offer marriage guidance because that it's, yeah. I was about to <laughs> say that. Do you yeah, there's quite a lot of, yeah, I do need to kind of step in from time to time and say, you know, let's listen to his opinions or let's listen to her opinions. Um but certainly I think that sometimes what can happen is that guys can feel a little bit overwhelmed because it is historically it's been considered to be kind of the female domain. But I do think that that's changing. Yeah, well, it, I mean, it's it's like like all these subjects, it's it's changing. And uh, there's a classic I've, I've worked with with dads who, who said they didn't care about what the what the lounge looked like. And then they're livid that they're sat every night watching TV with the floral wallpaper or whatever and you say well did you say did you mention anything no I didn't <laughs> well, oh, right, yeah, well you, go. Lesson. you know you've got to speak up get to get you get to be active in the, in the situation so this conversation was was inspired by by a dad who's moving into his house it's it's a completely yeah. blank space and uh, and he doesn't know where to start. So, th- so this conversation could equally be for for a couple of of course. Um, um, but yeah. I was interested today to chat to you just about like what what kind of steps could we take to understand like do we, do we need to worry about color and do we need to worry about the curtains first or the curtains last? And so I'm I'm not going to say too much. I, I try and I'll basically let let you lead this part of the conversation and then I'll come in and ask you questions about it. But is, that, is that a promise? You're not going to say too much. I can just like leave the floor here. Are you ready? <laughs> Getting me to shut up. Yeah. Yes. I, okay. I reckon I'll be, I'll be right with that. But listen, I think what we need to do is we need to look at the why, first of all, like I could, I can easily give you a blueprint for how, but yeah. let's look at why. I mean, okay. why do we want to make our homes beautiful? You know, have uh, you, well, yeah, totally. So, uh, especially single dads, they're, they're they're more thinking about their kids. They're like, I want them to be comfortable. I want them to feel like they're yeah. at home here. Um, but equally, uh, I know you know yourself as well that when the kids go off to the other parent, then you want to know that that you're comfortable, that you could have mates around, and you wouldn't be like, 
oh yeah, it's a uh, two flipping upturned boxes and a and a takeaway tray. Yeah. You know, <laughs> actually, somewhere you would be happy to entertain people, and uh, and you know, for families that are still together, I, I, it's pretty much the same. They want somewhere where they can feel like a family. They want somewhere, and even if whatever size the space, they want to feel happy there, and and that they can feel confident to to entertain. Um, you know coffee or play dates or or even people around to watch the football and I think that's what you've touched on straight away that word happy so do you know that there's a happiness institute have you heard of the happiness institute well I'm quite I happy is is a big subject to me I interviewed a guy Scott Crabtree on the podcast the other day he's about the science of happiness as well yes okay so the institute of um of, of happiness is in Copenhagen and they did a survey a couple of years ago about what makes us happy in our homes. So they interviewed 13,000 people all across Europe and they had some found out some really interesting information. So they actually found out that being happy in our homes was as important to people as their mental health and their physical health, like oh, wow. their, their yeah. overall well-being. It's really interesting. And they actually scored above um, finances. So people rated happiness in their homes as, 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 as greater than what income they were they were taking home. So you know, it's really is it? You come through the front door. You 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 like you want to feel safe, and and safe yeah. isn't just like you're sat in a tank. Safe is is happy as well, content, relaxed, at peace. Yeah. yeah. Well, they found that there was like five things that you need to feel at home to feel happy. So you need to feel proud of your environment. So like you say, you come home in the evening and you've just got like, you know, a couple of upturned boxes. You don't walk in and think, oh, hey, look what I did. But <laughs> how, how do you feel when you've painted a room? You, you know, you don't look forward to it. You put it off, you procrastinate. You eventually paint that room and you stand back and you're like, wow. Do you know, yeah. like, check out what I did. And it isn't just because it looks good. You know, hopefully it looks good and you picked a reasonable colour. But it gives you that sense of pride and that sense of achievement that you did that for somebody, for yourself yeah. or for your children, you know. So that pride is a really big one. You want to feel comfortable. But also it's really important is identity. So sometimes when I first meet a client, they expect me to just go in there and say, right, we're going to paint this wall blue we're going to get this chair this is what we're going to do and they almost look to me to go into that and I I can do that for you I can make your home look like it's going to be in a magazine but it's not the key because you need to identify with that space so it's not actually about like what the current trends are or what the best paint color is I can tell you like the current trends of you know whatever they are if you don't like that color and you don't like that feeling of comfort it's not going to work for you. So I think that people get really overwhelmed. Everyone does it, whether they're single in a relationship, you know, they're a couple, they get really overwhelmed to just say, oh, I don't know what to do. Um, and you, you, people do know what to do. But kind of my job is to talk you through the process, which I will in a little while to understand what you like. Okay, and cool. one of the yeah. first things is identifying what you like, because if you don't identify what you like, how do you kind of turn that into your reality? And I think that's where people often get quite stuck. And then the other things that you need to feel at home, you need to feel safe and you need to feel in control. So we kind of take those things for granted. But, you know, you need to feel when you shut the front door that you're in an environment that you're going to feel good about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And safe. And then like going back to what you were saying about kind of um, the key things for, I think, uh, solo parents. And I can completely relate to this. I've been bringing my little boy up on my own for the last four years. So. Um, there's a few really important things really important for the children is that they feel held in that space and that for them needs to be a tangible way that they they feel remembered you know we know we remember our children our children are always on our minds but they don't know that 
And so when they're not with you all the time, they need to feel like they've had that, that space kind of held for them. And so that when they come back, they've got that feeling of security. And so, so that's that mean, about... Go on. Go on. Does that mean like pictures of them, you know, on, on, on the wall? Or? It's, no, it's more something that they can relate to, preferably something you did together that um, shows that they're, they're interested in kind of taken care of. So it doesn't need to be a really big deal. It's a space for them. So let's say you've got two children sharing a room and they've got bunk beds. It can be as simple as them picking out the duvet, then being given a certain area of the room that they can decorate. And that, yeah. again, you know, if you can't paint because, say, you're renting, then that could be wall decals. Or do you know you can even get removable wallpaper now that you can put wallpaper up and then when you leave, you can take the wallpaper down, which is oh, really wow. clever. Yeah. So just uh, like uh, Velcro kind of picture hooks here. Um, yeah. You can't put something too heavy on, but they do, they do <laughs> work the pretty well. Just little ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So whatever it is that you guys pick up together, and I think that's really the key for it, so that when they're thinking of dad's house, it's, it's something that they can actually really imagine. They can imagine their bedroom. They can describe it to other people. I mean, certainly my son really enjoyed coming home and bringing photographs of his bedroom and sharing that with me and he really wanted to show me this is what my bedroom's like at daddy's this is my duvet and you'd be quite interested to hear how much information they will go into with you about the space that has been created for them and they'll think about that space and going back to it yeah so, I, mean, I, love, I love that as a, as a general subject basically is the more we're interested in with our kids people make a mistake always that they think kids are just little and don't don't care but actually they're completely the opposite when we show an interest, we show there's an opportunity to be interested in something, they can really run wild with it. Their imaginations are, are, are much uh, freer than ours. Um, so yeah. when we suggest them, there's a subject called get excited about your bedroom. They're like, oh, okay, right. And and there you go. It's coming back. You gave yeah. him, he's then bringing back to you. Yeah. And don't worry, for instance, in the children's bedroom about things matching. You know, if one of your kids is into dinosaurs and one of them is into space, it doesn't matter, you know, really, ultimately, who's that bedroom for? It's for the children. You know, again, you don't need it to look like an Instagram bedroom. It's not really the point. The point is it's for the kids and it's what they can relate to. So I would let your children lead you know, as much as possible yeah. on that and just kind of go with their interests. But then it's also super important for you as um, as a parent. And, again, when you've got children moving between the homes. So have you ever had this experience where, you drop your children off or they're collected or however it works and then you come back into the home and the home just feels like it's so quiet you know you can hear a pin drop and that I find that silence is almost deafening it's kind of like the magic got slightly taken out of the home absolutely when uh, it's 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 easier now way way easier now I'm, I'm five years uh, five years separated now but Certainly in the first few years, exactly like you said, I love that, like the magic's been taken out or or the colour's been turned off. So you've gone from a, an HD TV to a, to a black and white TV. And we have to be careful not to get too significant about it ourselves. But it, the emotions of that time are are pretty real. Um, mm. And so, you know, as we spoke about before, before, uh, before we went live, just making sure it's a place not just for our kids, but also for ourselves. and. Um, you know, in in my lounge, Rosie's got her area with her drawers and her dolls and they all kind of get, they pack away neatly. Jago's area is more about his Xbox, but I've got Tupperware mm-hmm. boxes and his stuff just yeah. piles in there. 
Um, and so not only does it feel like their space to them, but I can clear it up really easily. So the, so the lounge turns back into my space for me. Yeah, that's great. And that's something I always recommend because I think it's okay to kind of acknowledge that feeling because if you acknowledge the feeling that it can be tricky when they're gone, then you can do something yeah. about it. Um, yeah. And so for me, I, like you say, you know, I have more of an adult space. So I'm lucky enough that I've got the room that his toys mainly go in his bedroom. So the lounge is, feels like a really nice adult space. Yeah. And so when I, when I come in on my, my own, I maybe do the things I don't have time to do, put some candles on, put the lights on. And really kind of think, oh, yeah, this is a benefit. I get to spend a bit of time kind of indulging in myself rather than that something's being taken away from me. And I think that's that's super helpful for people's mm. well-being, really. Absolutely. And, and couples need to remember this. Out. Yeah. Mm. Couples need to remember this as well. Their home. Yeah. Great. If you've got a playroom, kids rooms. Like if, if space isn't, isn't an issue, then OK then you don't have to worry too much about how tidy their space is. But if you, if it's, if it's your lounge and your, and your kids are preschool or even when they're in, in school, if you can't put their stuff away nice and easily, so the lounge turns back into, like you said, adult space, yeah. then, then, yeah, then you feel like the walls are closing in and you've never got a chance to, to sit back and relax and enjoy it and enjoy some, <laughs> I feel weird saying adult yeah, time, <laughs> but, but it is. But it's true. Stuff they have in their litter. I'm like glad we're getting through that stage, but it feels quite overwhelming. It's quite difficult to relax. So storage is really key on that. Um, and even in small spaces, there's like clever storage that you can you can kind of put together to help you with that. Absolutely. So, so in terms yeah, so that's getting started, right? What where you know you you, you mentioned colours and, and and things like that. What 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 is this? Should someone drop a list? Because I was talking to, 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 again, same guy today is moving into his place. And, and, yeah. I, and um, most of my coaching relates back to the experiences I, I, I've been through. And as he says, right, you've got to make a list. You know, quite practical stuff. But in the overwhelm of it all, it can be lost. You need, what are those important things you need? Beds, couch, yeah. table in the lounge, some sort of kitchen, dining, things somewhere to sit and eat at. Um is is that where do you start? Do you have to start really practical like that, or, or do you can you dive straight? Yeah, into so that's practice? what I do. So what I'd suggest you do is like first of all is is try not to get overwhelmed because I think you know don't freak out because a lot of people do just feel like oh my god I don't know where to start. So then they procrastinate and they put it off and they're way, lying awake in the middle of the night thinking what I'm going to do. So first thing of all is just go really practical. So let's say like you're moving into a house. Let's take for argument's sake, we assume that it's quite structurally sound. You don't need to do any major works. But like if you were moving into a new home, what might be, say, the three most important rooms? So let's look at those first. So perhaps living room, your bedroom and the kids' bedroom. Now, what I would suggest you do, first of all, is say which one of those three is your priority? So if that was you moving into your home, which one do you think you'd make that as your priority? Uh, I would go kids' room simply on they need beds. Yeah, okay. So we so we've got your kids' room. So really methodical approach. What what do they need in that room? What have you got? What haven't they got? And we get a piece of paper in front of you and just start writing down a list of the things that you need. Yeah, okay. So yeah. And and then and I guess if, if you kind of brainstorming, you then go you, if you put lots of stuff on there, you can then double back and say, Oh well actually that's not an essential, it's a nice to have. Yeah, so get your essentials down first. So let's yeah. say they need a bed. If they're a bit older, they might need a chair and a desk somewhere to study. Yeah. 
Maybe they need bean bags for the floor. Yeah. They need chest of drawers. You need some blinds or curtains. That's really important. So we kind of want to get that sorted. Do they need a rug? So you just get them down there. And as you go through the practical with each one, then right next to it, what type? So there's not much point in just having a bed. You know, what kind of a bed? Do you want them to have bunk beds? Do you want them to have one of those high beds with the storage underneath? So just take a bit of time of each step to really think about what that practical need is. Yeah, because that's addressing the overwhelm, isn't it? Because I... I instantly as you're going through this and, I, and I'm, I'm taking myself back five years, but yeah, you're right. You've got not just subject bed because then when you walk into bed shop, you've then got like, Oh my yeah. gosh, where do I start? So you're saying, right, no, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to get a single bed or a double bed bunk beds. Uh, pretty cool. If someone's listening, then didn't think about this. You can get a bunk bed. That's a double on the bottom and a single yeah. on the top. So that's what I've got my kids so that when they're not here, it actually is quite a, a yeah, yeah, it's a really the, practical the, idea. The post on the wall, it's a guest room for if I've having friends yeah. over at the weekend. Yeah, so that kind of yeah, that's a great idea to be able to do that. And they might I don't know if they ever have friends over, but that's sometimes a consideration as well. Yeah, it, it totally has, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then think about um, so curtains and blinds. You know, do do your kids have trouble sleeping? Do you need a blackout blind? So. Yeah, just really drill into those practicalities about what they're going to need in that room. Yeah, yeah, um, blackout lines and then, a game changer, really. Because um, hmm. again, this is something that people just don't think about. Like, I've done don't it before. The lighting. No, I've gone gone and bought curtains, put them up. <laughs> like, they don't yeah, actually know, do right. the job that you thought a pair of curtains was going to do because the sun just shines straight through them. And suddenly your child's waking up at half past five when he's staying at your house and apparently sleeps, you know, till whatever time when they're not with you. And it's just all because they're not got the right sleeping environment. So you need to consider some of those that. Can, um, depending on where you buy them, some of those things can randomly be stupidly expensive versus somewhere else where they're still blackout blinds, but they're not as expensive. It's, yeah, it's something you need to shop around. But blinds, there's loads of really good online retailers now that, that you can measure up your blinds and send them off, and they're much easier to do. I don't remember if you, in the old days, where you'd go to... Um, Saw the end of it. You'll be sorry. <laughs> and you end up with this, like, raggedy blind. So, yeah, things have come up. <laughs> um, lighting as well, I think people often forget. You know, just a lampshade. A bedside light for the kids, again, is really important. You know, lots of children need a little side light on when they're going to sleep. So it's all those small things. So let's say now we've got a list of, say, six or seven things. And what you said is absolutely, I was like, yes, spot on. It's the overwhelm. So already now you're feeling a little bit more in control because you've got shopping lists. You're like, all right, okay, I've just got to buy these seven things halfway there so next thing what we need to look at is the aesthetics like how's it going to look and I think this is where people can often struggle because how's it going to look just like oh I don't know so with your children's bedroom it's a little bit easier because you'll be getting them involved but let's say you were just like looking at a living room for argument's sake just to make a little bit easier with the process so we've decided in our living room what furniture we need so now we need to go and have a look at well, how, how do we want this to look? And how we want this to look comes back to how we want to feel in the room. So you'd be surprised not everyone wants to feel the same in the same room. So if I said to some people, how do you want to feel in your living room? They might be like, oh, relaxed and cosy. Some people might want to feel more energised. 
So you really need to get an idea in your mind of how you want to feel in that room and like literally write down how do I want to feel? You know, what's the ultimate feeling that I want at the end of the day? Do I just want to kick off my shoes and just totally chill? Or do I want a room that's going to be a bit more kind of sociable so my kids are going to kind of chat to me? And, it, it, you know, it really, and I, it's not for me to decide for other people what they want, but that's like a key thought of how you yeah, want to feel really. when you're at home. Yeah. So yeah, for me, like a, a couch, when I think about sociable and cosy, well, actually they're two kind of different things. Sociable, I want my guests to be able to have somewhere to sit. So I, so versus if I was trying to make the lounge look really cool or funky, I probably wouldn't have such a big couch. But yeah. because I want, when my kids are there with me, I want them all to be able to sprawl out and us like watch movies together. And if I've got friends around, I want people to you know, actually have somewhere to sit. So the couch takes up probably at least a third of, of the room, but it but it really works for me. So yeah, I can, I can see how. Yeah, so probably yeah. I'd put down probably laid back quite cosy that would be kind of a couple of words that I would say encompasses that and then we need to look at colors Um, and colors again it can be difficult for people to work out what they're like and what I always say with that is that have a look at the colors around you so are you someone that likes to go for walks by the sea do you like going into the forest you know are the particular colors that you find make you feel more comfortable do you kind yeah. of like the greens and the browns of the forest or do you like the blues and the greens, the blues, sorry, and the greys of being by the seaside? Um, and if that doesn't immediately resonate with you, sometimes it's a really good idea to go and have a look in your wardrobe. You'd be quite surprised if you just have a look at like, well, what do I wear? Do you know, like, what do I like? Do I just like all neutral colours? And that's fine. You know, you don't have to be putting in jade greens and, you know, bits and pieces of, and it also helps you understand with patterns. If you're someone that never, ever wears patterns and you would never put stripes on, do you want to be surrounded by stripes in your living room? Highly unlikely. You know, if you yeah, just chill out with the word, I'm wearing jeans and a black top, then that's telling you, oh, right, okay. Looks like I pretty much like neutrals. Yeah. And is there a danger of going to they call it what do they call it magnolia is there a danger just going too like we've got no color in here at all can can you just obviously that's that superman poster works because of team super dad but is is it yeah. is it a good idea to suddenly go we need to bring some life into this let's just get a wild colored well, i think it goes back to how you're, how you're wanting how you're wanting to feel so if you're saying you want to feel laid back cozy and like for argument's sake you like walking by the sea and so you like blues and greys I'd say no you don't need to be shooting some reds and yellows in there because you're just doing it for the sake of it because it doesn't really sit with what you've described you like but what would really help you hone hone your feelings so so what we've got now is we've got the idea that you want to be have a laid-back cozy kind of feeling and what kind of colours would you say that you're more drawn towards uh, my family probably blues and yeah. yellowy, soft, soft sort of sunny, su- sunny, warm, cozy, brighter. Um, we don't, yeah. Our family, we're, we're, we're. I guess we're probably lighter than than darker. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like maybe a, a sunny day on the beach, that kind of yeah. feeling, yeah. like a yeah. sunny day on the beach on your sofa at home. So you yeah. put your beer, sun shining in. So you know, we're we're creating a kind of a mood in our head. 
But what you need to do now is to be able to see that. So you know Pinterest. Yes. You use Pinterest a bit more. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. a lot of people know Pinterest. So what I'd get you to do now is to go onto Pinterest, and we've got these words in our mind. So we're going to type in cozy, sunny interiors, laid back, oh, blue okay, and yellow right. interiors. Yeah. So for anyone listening who doesn't know what Pinterest is, it's a it's a it's kind of a social media website, but it's where people share images and they. And they, you can create a board, a Pinterest board, mm-hmm. and you could put yeah. images on there. You know, you, and so like Claire just suggested, if you search "cozy, warm interior," you'll there'll be loads of people who randomly, or not so randomly, because yeah. that's what they're. Well, interested I'm one in of those random people. Yeah, they've made a thing <laughs> yeah. called "cozy, warm interior," and there'll yeah. be loads of ideas for you there. So you have these faces pop up in front of you, and like by magic, like oh wow, look, it's a yellow and blue sofa with a. And some of those will resonate with you and some of those won't. But all I'd ask you to do is don't think about it too hard. Don't think like, oh, where am I going to buy that sofa? It's just a feeling. It's a look and a feel. So pin 10 photos and you'll be amazed to suddenly find in front of you is a vision of what we've been discussing. Yeah. And you know what's really important in a kind of personal development psyche logical whatever the thing is there's a our reticulated activating system when 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 there's a subject we haven't thought about much comes into yeah. our world like i've got to design or or decorate the inside of my home if we've never spoken about that before then we won't be having many thoughts about something like that before or, or yeah. you know, in our everyday lives but the more we lean into this and the more we think about it and the more we stimulate that area of our mind then the more we'll start to notice stuff yeah like when people yeah like when you have a breakup and you hear breakup songs on the radio it's like well they were always there you just weren't paying much attention before or when you decide to buy a red voxel sophia all of a sudden you start seeing red voxel yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. yeah so people well, think yeah you never yeah so You're people thinking about oh i like you never see no, go on go on you go well, you just perhaps you're watching a TV program, I bet you've never noticed uh, what the house looks like. And once you start exactly. doing this process, you will start noticing what people's homes look like and what people's homes look like when you go into it. Exactly. Exactly. That's mm. a really good example. You're suddenly you're, you're watching TV and you're, you're now noticing things you've never seen before on the TV yet. Totally. Yeah. Brilliant. And hopefully your, your mind shift is now, it's now shifted from kind of feeling of overwhelm and I can't do it to an actual fact you've just produced a mood board you know if I said to you at the beginning of this we're going to produce a mood board I think a lot of people are like oh really I don't really fancy doing that but in a few short steps we've got you to the point that you've got a mood board in front of you so what you've now got is you've got a shopping list of your items that you need for the room and you've got a mood board so if we then send you off to online shopping habitat john lewis wherever it is that you want to have a look at these things and give you that first item to choose yeah the likelihood is is that you're going to be feeling a lot more confident to start making your decisions yeah totally and, that, and that's what it's all about is about confidence because uh, yeah. it, it should be a fun thing right this shouldn't be something mm. to cause yeah. great angst for people here's a here's a question right when you do like sample pots Mm. I've been to people's houses before and, and their whole wall is covered in, in splodges of, of paint. And you think, how are you going to yeah. cover over that? Is there a tip for, should you just paint, yeah. paint a piece of the paper rather than actually paint the wall? Yeah, you should always paint a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> and not paint the wall. Because I don't know why, but people do that and it's up there for a year and a half and they never get around to it. And it's tormenting yeah. them every time they come into the room. And so, yeah, so paint a piece of paper, stick it up. 
because you could just pull that off and throw it in the bin. Okay, yeah. good. Because okay. I've said that before to people and they looked at me like I was mad and I was thinking, no, I don't think I'm mad. Yeah, some companies have gotten done to that and they can actually produce them for you. So they produce quite big samples that you stick straight on the wall. So, oh, good. There you go. Good. Yeah. Okay. So, so do we, you think you'd feel confident? So we've created a vision, right? We've got an mm. idea of, of, of the kind of space we want to create. We've made a priority list of things we want to put in there. Then we've gone yeah. off and started to do a, a mood board, um, mood board 101, a ways to do mood boards if people don't know how to do mood boards on Pinterest. Brilliant. And now like how do we piece it together because quite a lot of what makes a home is kind of knickknacks and bit, bits and bobs and and so for someone who's not used to doing that should should they avoid that so you haven't got loads of toot around the house or is it is it nice I to think start you, I, I kind of yeah I think you're jumping the gun, really. I just think at the moment it's just an extra, an extra thing that you don't really need to be worrying about. I'd only take it as far as what's going to make you comfortable. So put a rug on the floor, put some cushions on the sofa. But when it comes to pictures, so artwork and, and what we call accessories, I just kind of take the foot off the gas and just give yourself some breathing space. Because what you will find through this process is you've now gained the confidence to have a pretty good idea that you know what you like. And that's, you can't, you can't overestimate that, you know, because someone's gone from thinking they've absolutely no idea from now having this kind of pride and confidence in like, wow, look at this room, look what I've created. So what you will then find is you will start seeing things, you know what you were saying before that you never noticed this stuff was around. And now, you, you know, you've kind of tuned into it. So you'll find that when you are out and about, you know, you're, or you're looking online that you'll start seeing things that resonate with you. And you then decide to make purchases because it's something you want rather than thinking like, I've got a shelf, I better fill it. Yeah. Okay. So there's the first bit, which it is important that we get everything done at once. And then the rest of it, completely the opposite. It will feel much more natural if we piece by piece spot things and, and, and kind of growing, growing, basically grow into our space. Yeah. And that's what makes a family home, isn't it? Because if you've got pictures on the wall that you bought when you went on a holiday or you've got that gorgeous photo, you, you know, you take this amazing photo and you think, oh, I love that. That really encapsulates our family. I'm going to put that up. Whereas if I've kind of forced you to go through your photos, and I want you to find 10 photos right now. You wouldn't necessarily have that same resonance. Yeah. yeah I so I was wait on that one. And, and then you're kind of you're creating a memories because each of those items in the house is something that you and your family cherish rather than, because also I'm a real fan of not just purchasing things for the sake of it. You know, you want things to have longevity. Uh, I think it's really important. You know, we're looking at the environmental impact of what we're creating. And yes, you want a home that your kids are going to be happy with, but you know, we're teaching our children about that. And so to just be buying stuff for the sake of it, that you're potentially not going to like in a year's time. Just yeah. kind of hold back. And I'd also say that with the whole process is that there's temporary measures that you can put in place for all of these things. So if you are finding that some of the decisions are too overwhelming, for instance, I was working with a client recently and she was really being pushed to make decisions on um, on her curtains. And she wasn't aware that you can get temporary blinds. I don't know if you've ever used these, but you, you can just get temporary blackout blinds. They're about £20 a piece of Amazon and they will last oh, you for about three months. They just stick up. They're black concertina and they have um, little clips. I use them myself when I moved into this place. So they just stick up and concertina up. And then that just gives you the breathing space because the room's dark. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so with most things, you will find there is a temporary measure that you can put in place. So I'm not suggesting that people shouldn't get on with it. You know, it's good to get on with it and have that impetus and go for it. But at the same time, don't be pushed into making a really dispensive decision until you've just kind of taken a breath and you're sure about it. Because you might find with some of these areas that you want expert help. You know, you might find that you want someone like me to come in and offer a, a, a short consultation or you might want to go to a curtain maker. And if you go to a curtain maker, there's going to be a delay when they come in and show you the samples and so on. Yeah, so so, so that you're investing in that time and there is value in in that process. But it doesn't mean you have yes. to be stuffed uh, in, in the lead up to it. I guess buying things on Facebook and, and eBay and secondhand shops is, is also a people might think going around secondhand shops isn't quite the one, but Facebook and, and eBay, there's literally, what's the other one? Um, Marketplace, Jimmy. All, all the kind of places where they're a free cycle and places where yeah, people yeah, are, yeah. are moving their shop. furniture on. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that gives you know that more, that feeling that it's um, a piece that you really love and that you're more, more likely to hang on to it than necessarily just doing a mass purchase off Ikea and then wanting to replace those items later on. So yeah. there is definitely a thought process of what, what do we really need right now? What could wait a couple of months? And then what can we do gradually? So get exactly. those key bits and pieces first. Yeah. It's like a temporary coffee table. You need you want to have a coffee table in the dining room because you needed one. So you picked one up off of Facebook or Freecycle for a tenner. And then when you spent 150 quid on one six months later, it's it's actually a coffee table that you really loved and wanted. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, we're pretty good. We're getting, we're, 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 uh, we're, you feel like you're getting there. Well, you know me a a little bit. And, uh, so yeah, I'm generally quite happy designing stuff. But, uh, I think what I can say about myself is that being in a, in a rented place, then there's almost like a reluctance to, 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 to go for it. And then after a while, you suddenly realize, okay, we've sat here with nothing on the wall. So, about a year and a half ago now I went and bought a bunch of those picture frames where you can put lots of different photos in and and I put a big mirror in the lounge in the middle and then either side of those is one of these big kind of collage photos and filled them with happy memories from from lots of different holidays and you know granddad and cousins in France cousins in America and I think that probably goes back to what you were saying about creating those anchors for our for our children they're they're very they were they were involved in choosing the photos they're excited when we put yeah. them up um and of course there's just happy memories all around us basically as well yeah and so even that's taking you a little bit of time to kind of get around to doing i think it did to be honest. yeah it did, know, it did yeah because sometimes yeah. it's a little bit of a process i think as well especially with photos because it, it just brings up a lot of feelings it brings up a lot of memories of where you know do i want photos from when they were babies when i was with their mom or it you know it is i wouldn't just push yourself into doing that straight away just let yourself be guided because especially if it's the first time that you're making since the split you know, yeah. just give you just give yourself a little bit of um you know, kind of space and time to accept that it's not going to be the easiest thing. So it's getting that balance between the kind of the excitement and the fun and embracing the challenge and at the same time just being a bit gentle with yourself and thinking, well, yeah, this is quite a big deal. Yeah, I love that. Be gentle with yourself. Yeah, that's really yeah. important. Yeah. Because it's a, yeah, it's a, 
it's a big time and I think that feeds into this idea that you just don't need to make jump into making these massive kind of decisions straight away just take them gradually and wait yeah. until you feel like you've got the confidence behind you because also a lot of these decisions can be that we haven't really talked about the finances of things but a sofa or a bed or what have you they're quite expensive purchases aren't they so you want to get it right yeah absolutely I bed bed I bought new couch I what I didn't buy new um, because I because yeah. I'm a bit because I use eBay a lot I feel pretty confident about using eBay so I just knew that ultimately no, ultimately eventually the couch that I wanted would come round because someone would be getting rid of a large L-shaped couch that was the right color the right size and um and bizarrely when it happened because <laughs> I I set the search the sa- I saved the searches in eBay yeah so so it just ran for like six months and so nothing came out nothing came out and then one came out and it was literally round the corner. It was, oh, I, it was not close enough to carry, but <laughs> when, I, when I when I got the in when the I got the man, pretty close, yeah. <laughs> when I got the man with the van, he goes, "That's only around the corner." I was like, "Yeah, I know, but it's it's too big. It's too big." So, I guess that's 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 a different. It's a different ways of saving money as well, isn't it? Is is buying things secondhand, man with van type stuff rather than big big removal firms. Yeah, um, the decal idea that you had. Um, where can people get those decals? How do you get, how do you, it's like a, basically it's a sticker from the wall. It's just a sticker from the wall. And I, I think often eBay is like one of the best or Etsy. I don't know if you're familiar with Etsy, um, yes. which is, yeah, much more kind of small independent makers, craft based that are selling on Etsy. And you just pop your size and your color in there. Like you can get a decal for anything you could imagine. And they're and really good, simple choice. The kids can help you do it as well. So you can choose a design that exists or you can ask them to do your own words or things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you can do your own. Yeah, you can do your own words. You can do your child's name and bits and pieces like this. And again, again going back to Pinterest, that has really good inspiration. So some children, um, you can sometimes find that children aren't sure. You kind of ask them what you want in your bedroom and they're like, I don't know. You know. <laughs> um, so that can help if you show them a visual prompt. If, someone, if you can think, oh, my kid's into space, for example, it's quite a good one. You can have a look at a few bedrooms on there and then that can give them you know, idea. Often children you'll find I quite often work with kids with them when we're doing their bedrooms. And if you show them something, they find it much easier to say, oh, I like this or I don't like this, rather than again, you know, they've never thought about it. How do they just decide what they want in their bedroom? So yeah, that can be a good tip. Yeah. yeah. So often the visual stuff can really help them. Absolutely brilliant. And one final kind of kind of question or area of question it is changing angles slightly. Couples, couples where because <laughs> you mentioned this in the beginning, sort of the counselling side of side of things. A couple that's struggling to agree on stuff, or or, or what? Let me ask, let me put it this way: What are some of the common mistakes that couples make when they're going into an interior design project? Not on not on the choices they make, but in terms of working it out together. Like, what's what's what are some of the mistakes they make, or some practical advice on couples getting through this without us <laughs> hating each other? I think that uh, it's, it's communication is really key. So sometimes I'll come into a house for a, an initial consultation, and it appears that this couple haven't even talked to each other about what they want. So they've not sat down and discussed it, um, and they're both telling me a completely different story. Uh, even to the extent that it might, they might think they need different rooms doing. Um, 
and one thinks they're going to have a full refurb and one just thought they were going to refresh the kitchen with some covered doors and this is only coming out because they're talking to me <laughs> and they're kind of looking at each other like they've got no idea because they haven't kind of sat down and talked it through yeah. so I think in a way you know this this what we've just been on this little journey I would do that together like have that as a kind of like date night thing where you kind of sit down together because if you might presume that you know your your partner's style but let's say you've already lived in rented accommodation maybe you don't maybe you haven't really got an idea of what they like and what you like and until you communicate and you see you don't know where you need to compromise because you might find that you communicate and you look at your styles and you're like well actually do you know what we kind of like the same colors our styles are a little bit different. He likes potentially slightly more simple designs. Um, she might like something a little bit more intricate. But you've you've got a kind of you've got a common ground there potentially on your colours. But if you're not if you don't do this exercise, you've got no idea. So I'd say like communicate. I mean, it's the same with any relationship issue. It? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the communication, get the decision making process together. And then from that point, if, you, if you're not agreeing on things, it's going to have to be compromised. Sometimes people will split up the rooms. So one of the couples will, one's, uh, half of the couple will be more focused on one room and another will be more focused on another. Or potentially they go to their strengths. So you might find somebody's more interested in the practical side, someone's more interested in the aesthetic side. So you can maybe work along that way. Yeah. Okay, got it. So... Blimey. And talk about money as well. That's pretty key. Yeah, how much they're going to spend. How much they're going to spend. What what do they, you know, oftentimes um, there's many kind of questions that I can ask people when they're stuck. So let's say I'll ask you about what budget have you got and people will kind of scratch their head and say, oh, I don't really know. But if I was to say to you, what do you think it's reasonable to spend on a sofa? You're much more likely because I could say, would you spend seven thousand pounds on a sofa and you know you see people straight away like oh no 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 would you spend three thousand oh yeah i'd spend three thousand pounds on a sofa if it was a sofa i was going to invest in and i was going to have for a long time so we've got a starting block there because you yeah. know if you spend three thousand pounds on a sofa these are the kind of stores that we're looking at now and if if he will spend three thousand pounds on a sofa but she won't and she thinks that's too much then you, you need to work out, well, so what are we talking about here? Are, are we going to kind of be on the finances? What, what are we going to compromise on? So yeah. they're really key questions that you need to have kind of from the outset. And going back to the point about having fun, you can only discover these price points and questions and style things by going out and having a wander around shops and actually enjoying it. So yeah, I can get imagine out there. is go shopping with no intention of buying something, just go yeah. and have a nice day. Like make it like a date, basically go and have a nice day out, have some lunch and just, just bump, bob around the shops, enjoying yeah. almost half taking the piss out of things that each of you likes or don't like. And, and, you know, for every stupid thing that you get to laugh about, there might be another couple of things that you actually agree about. And now slowly, but surely you're starting to piece together uh, an agreeable, um, an agreeable style and design. Yeah, you're building a picture of what you both like and yeah. what is and isn't important to the other person. And you can do that when you're out and about anywhere. I mean, you can imagine at the moment I'm really missing being out in different environments because 
that's what makes me tick and I just love seeing you know, different ideas um so you can be in the pub and you can say oh do you know I really like those tiles or wherever you might be in a market it's and you notice that you really like the colors on the stall yeah, and if you're not pointing that stuff out to each other then you wouldn't necessarily have any reason to so it's like approaching it with fun I think so many times people can have this like dreaded experience where they think oh we've got to have a renovation project and it's going to be really stressful um but it's about it's about planning and it's about organization it's about communication because if you've done that in advance then you're going to take out a lot of the stress along the route because you're not kind of you haven't procrastinated on doing this stuff and then when it comes up you end up kind of disagreeing about something or potentially you have a shock when the quote comes in from the builder because you had absolutely no idea it was going to cost that kind of money so it's about kind of looking at the outset of like what do we like what do we enjoy because ultimately this is about making your your beautiful family home and I know I'm biased but I think what could be nicer than like investing your time and energy on making your environment beautiful which goes back to the point you made at the beginning about our home being one of the most important place, feeling happy there. Uh, yeah. and, and, the, and everything you've shared today has been about either single dads, single mums creating that environment, or as we just touched upon there, couples <laughs> doing this project without ending up becoming a separated family. <laughs> and especially at the moment, I what could be more important like how many how much time are we spending in our homes like it's unprecedented amount of time that we're spending at home yeah yeah people could be enjoying it couldn't they they could be looking at pinterest and actually enjoying just even if they weren't going to spend the money next week they could even be enjoying just chit-chatting and having a laugh about we yeah. got to sort this lounge out yeah okay and you're doing as, as we wrap this up you're doing kind of zoom consultations with people right now because that's the way the world is is working yeah it's actually meaning you can work with people all across the country or all across the world right now yeah so zoom or phone you know whatever helps with people i mean obviously the visual side of things will be more zoom um because as we were saying earlier it might well be that you get to the stage that you've got this all worked out but then you need perhaps a bit of help with the online shopping or finalizing ideas so i can really kind of input my um my knowledge at any stage of the project you know, I've got a, a lady a client that um I'm working with a couple at the moment I did a renovation for them a few years ago and there because people are still in the middle of building works at the moment or despite being in a lockdown yeah, and they're still buying property so um she's just giving me a call once a week or so ever just to have a, a chat about managing building works um, so any kind of consultation, whatever it is, as long as it's to do with people's homes. I've got slightly more specialist information for them. Yes. Have you got, I need some cream. Can you help? Uh, <laughs> um, so Claire, this has been fabulous. Thanks so much for sharing. Um, people can come thanks for me on. look at your website. Your phone number is there and all your contact details some of your case studies and different work that people have put on you so yeah so you're based in 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 uh worthing brighton shoreham area but now you can actually consult with yeah. people all over yeah yeah we do also work in like sussex and london in any case normally but yeah consultations oh, course, yeah. can be all over the world brilliant 
Well, thanks so much. I know this is going to be incredible value to some people, maybe save some relationships. Uh, the classic couple arguing their way around Ikea is bringing to mind. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully no more. <laughs> thanks, Julie. Nice to catch up. Well, dads, that was awesome. Thanks for listening this far. You know, it is... I mean, we're all comfortable about different things, aren't we? You know, some people don't know about cooking. Some people don't know about painting, decorating, fixing cars. Like, we've all got our own strengths, yeah? And one of the things about Team Superdad is realising that and bringing everybody together. Because it's such a waste of time to sit wondering and worrying and when there's people around us who are experts, who can guide us, who can give us tips and tricks. So, yeah, it was fun talking to Claire. Uh, her, I loved a bit about her story where she just, <laughs> she you know, obviously she got qualified, but then that first thought of how am I going to get some work and sticking letters, sticking flyers through through letterboxes, uh, there is a lesson in there for us all. You've, you know, there has to be a first job, there has to be a first project, and uh, the longer you put it off, the longer it takes to get started. So just get out there and get started. Team Superdad, we are growing and growing. Come on over to the Facebook group and join in. That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Team Superdad. And the Hero Academy, launching for the next intake in February. Come and get involved over at teamsuperdad.com. There is a pre-registration list, loads of bonuses for people who get signed up early. And basically, this is it. This is your time, your time to create the life you really desire and get out of the life you feel stuck in. Once again, thanks for being here. Please share, like us, comment us, leave us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts as it's now known. And I look forward to seeing you on the next Team Superdad podcast. Team Superdad out. This has been Team Superdad. Find us at teamsuperdad.com. Join the program and create the best life ever for you and your children. You are not alone. You're on Team Super Dad.